Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature an interesting, thought-provoking and clinically relevant conversation to enhance your speech pathology practice. Let's hear from this week's contributors. Hi, and welcome to Speak Up. This is Nadia, and today I'm joining you from the lands of the Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung and Boonarong Boon Wurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation. For today's episode, we are going to be talking about keyword sign, which is an AAC that is often overlooked. And to discuss this, we'll be joined by Libby Brownlee from Scope. Hi, Libby. Thanks for being here. Hi, Nadia. Lovely to be here. Um, Libby, can you start us start us off by talking a little bit about what the difference between Auslan or signed languages are and keyword sign? Okay, well, um, I do think that's a very good question to start with because um, often there's uh, confusion in the terminology. Mm. Um, keyword sign is often referred to as sign language and it's absolutely not sign language. So great place to start. Um, so I think a good way to think about the differences between keyword sign and Auslan is a few main questions. And maybe even before that, um, it's probably useful to say that sign language is not the same the world over. Again, I think people who know very little about sign assume that all deaf mm. people in the world use the same sign language. And in fact, every country has its own sign language. Um, and there are families of sign languages, much as there are families of spoken languages. And I could talk at great length about all of that because it's fascinating, but it's not really what we're here to do. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the difference between Auslan and keyword sign. So Auslan is the language of the deaf community in Australia and uh, keyword sign uses signs from Auslan. So the, the confusion, I think, comes from the fact that keyword sign um, uses or borrows signs from the local sign language and that's the case whatever country uh, people are using keyword sign in. Mm -hmm. So keyword sign is known as Makaton in the UK and they will use signs from British sign language. There's keyword sign Singapore that uses signs from Singaporean sign language and so on. So I think um, there's a couple of main questions to think about to um, delineate the differences fairly clearly. I think the first is what is it and who uses it? So uh, keyword sign is a communication tool or strategy fitting sitting under um, the broad umbrella of AAC or augmentative and alternative communication tools or strategies. Um, so it's one of the strategies that is used with people generally who have little or no functional speech it is also used at times by and with people who have some difficulty understanding spoken language. Um, we all communicate uh, when we're speaking really quite fast and in often a very abstract way. And I think often we're a little unaware of that. And there are people with communication difficulties or disabilities who might struggle to understand what we're saying if we use keyword sign it helps us slow down um, and it helps people understand what we're talking about. So it's also very useful for receptive purposes as well as for expressive purposes. Um, Auslan, on the other hand, 
is a full and rich language. It's used by people in the deaf community. It's um, an integral part of their culture and their identity. So quite a different thing to keyword sign and quite a different population that it's used with. So that's probably the first thing. The other is how are the signs used in both um, forms of using sign, if you like. So uh, with keyword sign, sign is used with speech. Um, in many ways, it functions as a bridge to speech and it's useful to support both expressive and receptive communication, as I said before. So only the key words that are spoken are signed rather than all the words. So the, um, the words that we say that carry the content of the message, not the little grammatical words that we add in there as part of the grammar of spoken language. So we're just signing the key words. In Auslan, um, Auslan's generally used with no speech, um, it uh, has its own grammar. All sign languages have a grammar that is different to spoken language grammar. So the signs are produced in a different order than you would say those words if you were speaking. So again, it will look quite different to keyword sign. It will also look a great deal more complex and a great deal more visual, really. So again, a marked difference there. Yeah, great. Um, it's interesting to think a little bit about the word order being something that's so different between um, a, a traditional signed language and keyword sign as something that is happening there. Um, that leads me thinking a little bit about aided and unaided AAC. Where does keyword sign fit within all of that? Okay, so um, keyword sign is one of the tools or strategies that sit under the umbrella of AAC. Um, as you would know, and as the listeners would know, AAC can be broken down into either aided AAC or unaided AAC tools or strategies. Um, aided are uh, all of those strategies that require a thing. So a book, um, a single page display for a particular topic, uh, all the way up to high tech electronic devices. Usually they um, contain symbols, pictures, um, text, uh, sometimes letters if somebody has literacy skills and they can use letters to spell out particular words. So that would be aided. Um, unaided is where keyword sign sits. So it's anything that you do with your body. It's a manual sign. So signs that are taken from Auslan but not used as Auslan is used uh, along with natural gesture. Um, facial expression, body language, uh, tone of voice, that sort of thing. So all of that sits in unaided and you just need your body to do it. You don't need to go and find a thing as you do with aided. And look, I think that leads us nicely to be able to talk a little bit about when you choose keyword sign versus when you choose Auslan as well, because it, it, it feels a little bit like Auslan uh, would be if you are talking about somebody who is deaf or is going to be enmeshed in deaf culture, but keyword Correct. sign potentially yes. might be other in that situation. Is that a fair thing to say? Yes, I think so. I think um, uh, certainly if uh, somebody is going to be part of the deaf community, then Auslan is the way to go. Mm -hmm. um, there would be people who might develop um, a large vocabulary of signs, perhaps starting with keyword sign, 
and start moving into uh, making friendships or relationships within the deaf community and start using Auslan more. Probably far less common. Mm -hmm. um, certainly in my experience, keyword sign is used with little kids um, who have delays in the development of speech and language and communication. And it's very supportive of the development of all of those things. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, um, kids will go on to use speech. It just supports them to have a means of communication to reduce their frustration, to help them develop language skills until their mouth can organise the production of speech, because really it's the hardest thing we ever learn how to do. Keyword sign is also used with children of school age, and it's often used at that age alongside other aided AAC strategies. Yeah. And I think the other um, big area where keyword sign is used, uh, certainly adults who've often grown up in special schools or in institutions, they were surrounded with, in those days, it was called Makaton. Mm -hmm. So often they've got a very large vocabulary of signs and would use that. Um, but these days, more often than not, um, staff around them aren't familiar enough with keyword sign for that communication tool that they actually have to be functional for them. And I think that might be one of the reasons the keyword sign is often overlooked as an AAC option for people when they are thinking about an individual that they're, that they're working with and thinking, okay, I think an AAC would be beneficial here. It, it feels as if, as if often um, keyword sign is not something that is on the radar or if it is on the radar, it's not front and centre around that. Can you tell us a little bit about what some of the benefits about making that decision and choosing keyword sign in that situation could be? Well, I think probably best practice is to choose a range of multimodal tools. So to use keyword sign and an aided form of communication or perhaps several aided forms of communication together. Um, all of us, all of us who communicate, communicate in a range of different ways. You know, sometimes we'll send texts, we might use natural gesture, we might point to pictures or um, see signs when we're out in the community. You know, we, we use all of these um, AAC tools in a way as part of our multimodal communication and we know instinctively which particular tool is going to work for us in a particular context. Somebody we might, sometimes we might ring someone, we might send them our photos, mm -hmm. um, we might send them a text, um, but we choose that because we have a range of communication tools or strategies at our disposal. And I think it's terribly important that we provide that for people with a communication disability. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely agree with you on that. I think um, in in recent times, I think keyword sign has become perhaps a little uh, less seen, less awareness of it in the AAC world. I think there's been enormous growth of interest in um, high-tech tools, high-tech mm -hmm. devices. Often those are recommended for people through their NDIS plans. Um, somewhere along that journey I think keyword sign got a bit forgotten yeah. and I think that's unfortunate because both together certainly is best practice and there's enormous value in um, people being provided the modelling and the skills of using keyword sign so that they can use that in their daily life. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've touched on a little bit about multimodal communication um, and some of the benefits that keyword sign alongside another form of communication can have. Is there anything more that you would want to talk to here about that? Um, yeah, I think I think for people that do have a range of multimodal tools um, to either support or uh, use instead of speech, um, will uh, will often find that they will prefer to use keyword sign with people who know them well. It might be key support workers, family members, um, good friends. Even there are some adults who have high tech electronic devices um, and will use that to communicate out in the world with people who they're not that familiar with mm -hmm. or even to present at conferences. Mm -hmm. But um, of several of those people I know, they will often prefer to use gesture or sign with people who know that it seems more immediate. Um, there's uh, a direct communication between the two people rather than both looking at or working through um, some other object or device. So often it is the preferred tool if people have access to a range of, of tools and certainly going out into the world, then aided is very helpful. Absolutely. But both together is best practice. Yeah, and I think that's one of the criticisms that comes along with keyword sign generally is that there's not enough people that know how to be able to interpret that in the general community. But having the ability to say, okay, high tech for that situation, but you know, high tech that needs to be charged. You can't take it to the beach. Yep. You know, there's there's plenty yep. of limitations yep. that go along that mean that having both of these together is is just absolutely. You've always got there. your hands with you, and exactly. it's it's very immediate. It's very portable. It's um, instant interactive communication. Yep, for sure. And a lot of the, I mean, I, I know a handful of of signs from the work that I've been doing as well, but the things that they feel very intuitive a lot of the time as well. And so even one of those criticisms of, you know, people in the world don't necessarily know what they, what you're mm -hmm. we're saying, it's not necessarily very accurate as well. There can be plenty of times where people can interpret um, just by reading body language like we would ordinarily do in a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, and yes, I think uh, people often think, well, you know, going out into the community, nobody's going to recognise signs. I agree with what you just said. Often signs are recognisable and are part of our natural body language, facial expression, gesture, use. Um, but if you think about uh, any of us who we communicate with throughout the day, most of our communication is with the people that know us the best yeah. more often than not yeah. and yes we go out in the community we buy tickets for things we buy coffee we buy food we do a range of things and certainly aided is useful there but most of our communication is with people that we know and often love mm. and that's where keyword sign um, comes into its own I think yeah what a great point um, so look, I hope that we've started talking people into becoming keyword sign <laughs> keyword signers. So what are some of the advantages if a speech pathologist decided that they did want to learn keyword sign and integrate that into their practice? Well, I think you're doing best practice is the biggest. Yeah. Um, is the biggest advantage. You're providing a person a range of different communication tools that they can use. That's probably it in a nutshell. 
um, you know, one of the things that that I often say about keyword sign is it's fun. It's just fun to learn. Now that's not necessarily an advantage for your practice, but it is an encouragement to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And I think when you see a client or an individual that you're working with who perhaps you've been doing some other things with them, be able to use that that first time and communicate in that way that mm -hmm. feels so much less effortful than needing to navigate through folders or find the right picture or yeah. travel yeah. to something. It, it can be yeah. really meaningful as well there. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I do think there's a, there's a very important place for both, mm. certainly, but both support communication and language development you know there's I think sometimes people think but um there's so few signs that you can use with keyword sign but there's no limit yeah. to the vocabulary you can use with keyword sign keyword signs the strategy it's not like there's a uh, a set library of keyword signs and if you can't find the word you want to sign in that then you're stuck you can look up signs in a range of different ways so Libby, hopefully we've convinced people to sign up to a Keyword Sign Australia workshop. Um, what do people do if they do want to become somebody that's using Keyword Sign on every day in their practice? Okay, well, uh, Keyword Sign Australia um, has a training pathway. Now we've always had the basic workshop and presenter training. Uh, presenter training is what you do if you want to become accredited as a Keyword Sign presenter and then uh, you would be able to deliver a range of training packages. So we've always had them. Um, that training pathway or training suite, if you like, is being expanded. So the basic workshop was updated hmm, perhaps about a year ago now, I think. Um, the basic workshop gives you an introduction to keyword sign, gives you some of the theory about what it is, how you would use it, how it's a benefit to people. Um, and it teaches a starter set of signs. We now have an intermediate workshop uh, that takes your learning further. So that training focuses on using keyword sign in daily life. Um, there's another 80 to 100 signs that you'd learn in an intermediate workshop, and you'd have lots of practice to develop your fluency in using signs while you're reading books, while you're singing songs, and just throughout everyday activities. Um, and soon there'll be an advanced workshop, which will be focusing on teaching keyword sign to others. So more detail on how you might set goals for a particular person who can benefit from using keyword sign, um, and a range of different ways that you can teach keyword sign with those people. So that's coming. And then work will begin on redeveloping the presenter training package, which will end up as being a two-day face-to-face training and very practical. Wonderful. Yeah, that's been very, very well thought out, it sounds like. Yes, it has indeed. <laughs> and, and look, I guess the other thing that's worth just touching on briefly here is that um, we probably all know the experience of going along and being immersed in a workshop for a couple of days and then going back and trying to implement that straight away into our clinical practice. And sometimes that's easier and sometimes that's harder depending on the people that you're working with and how quickly and easy it is to integrate those new skills. Um, is that something that is 
particularly tricky with keyword sign? Do you have any hot tips on making sure that people can put it to use right away? Okay, again, excellent question. Thank you. Um, and you're right. I think people leave um, a basic keyword sign workshop full of excitement and enthusiasm. It's generally a very fun workshop to do. Yeah. And you've got a whole lot of new signs that you can go and practice. And that's exactly what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And that's often where things fall down. So you do need to keep using those signs um, in your everyday life, I think, rather than perhaps um, only use them when you need them in your work mm-hmm. with clients or when you're um, using keyword sign with family members or other people uh, who would benefit from it. Um, certainly, I think if you just start using sign at home, it's a bit like it's a new toy. Have fun, play with it. <laughs> um, use sign when you're talking to your family, when you're talking to your friends, uh, when you're talking to your dog, um, just to build your own comfort and fluency. It's sort of a development of automaticity, I think. Mm-hmm. That's really important in being able to remember those signs, but also become quite fluent at using them correctly. Um, So. Yeah, even though it's not a language, it's a lot like learning a language with ensuring that you're pairing your language with this new skill as well, right? It is. I don't think it's as complicated as learning (laughs) because you're sitting it over the language that we all know already, spoken language. It's more... I think it's a bit similar to learning a motor skill. It's like learning a new dance routine, for instance. Um, You can go to a class and learn it, and if you do nothing with it till the next class or um, for a few weeks, then you're going to forget a lot of it. You're not going to have it there as an automatic practice response. Uh, I think the more you use it, the better you get at it, the more fluent and automatic you become at it and really the key for making keyword sign work for people who can benefit from it is what we call creating a sign environment so that means that somebody will see people around them using keyword sign as they speak to um, that person themselves but also to each other it's really in many ways the way all children learn to speak you know we're surrounded by speech all the time um we uh experience it being used with us and around us for a range of different communication purposes and i think that's where keyword sign can be of most benefit so um i think in terms of building your skill if you're somebody starting to learn keyword sign as a communication partner or perhaps as a speechy who wants to use it with clients, then I think one of the best ways of doing it it is to think about specific contexts or strategies that you might be using it in. So when I was doing clinical work with little kids, um, I would think about a certain activity. Maybe it was Play-Doh that I was going to do or a puzzle. And I would think about Um, the main words that I would always say in that activity and I'd make sure I knew the signs and I would practice them and then in that activity I would use it um, many times and then I remembered those signs I became comfortable using them in combinations in phrases or in sentences 
and um, for a range of different communication purposes, to ask questions or to make comments or to um, give directions. And that's where people benefit most from it. But the first step really is in becoming comfortable using it yourself. So um, just using half a dozen signs often doesn't really do it. It's hard to remember to use those signs. And even if you do, you're really not modeling um, a more extended use of keyword sign in a way that's going to be a benefit to people. Yeah, they're yeah. probably the main the main tips I would have. They're very good ones, very practical. <laughs> Libby, just before we let you go today, could we have a chat about some of the resources that exist on the Keyword Sign Australia website? Well, Keyword Sign Australia has a website. Mm -hmm. So go there. There's um, some information that you can read about using Keyword Sign with people of different ages. There's information about the benefits of it. Uh, there's a, um, a research section and we'll be adding to that more. And in particular, to answer your question, we have a resources section and we've been creating uh, suites of resources for people of different age ranges. So there's a sing and sign section with children's songs, with popular songs, with um, songs for celebration like Christmas carols, happy birthday, that kind of thing. Yeah, There's a read and sign section uh, where we have sign guides for a range of different children's books and soon we'll be uploading videos that demonstrate um, the use of keyword sign while you're reading those books. And in fact, recent research has come out about the benefits of shared book reading and some of that also covered um, the use of keyword sign with book reading and how advantageous that is. Uh, we've got a play and sign section. Um, now that's all multimodal. So we're providing symbol boards and uh, sign, sign references, sign resources to encourage people to use keyword sign as part of a multimodal approach. Mm -hmm. um, and work is in progress for a larger range of topic boards for adults. Um, it's going to be called Live Well, and that will cover a whole range of different um, life domains, I guess, uh, and provide some sign and symbol resources for those. And after that, there'll be another range of resources coming out for primary school setting. So there's a lot of great resources wow. in there. Yeah. And probably the the uh, most exciting thing uh, that's coming just in a few weeks, I think, um, is what we're calling Keyword Sign Create. So uh, quite some years ago, we used to have an app, the Keyword Sign app, mm. that was much loved, terribly yeah. useful. It had um, about 750 line drawings of signs, a small library of videos, uh, symbols for all of those uh, signs for all of those vocabulary items and you could make resources with it. Now um, we're launching Keyword Sign Create, that's the replacement of that mm -hmm. and it's also an expansion of that. So there'll be around a thousand line drawings. We'll be using PCS symbols this time rather than the symbol set that we used last time, knowing that the PCS symbol library is the most widely used in Australia. Um, there'll be 800 odd 
videos, demonstration videos, so people can watch those videos to learn how to produce a sign accurately. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest addition. And again, you can create resources with all of those materials. So even with the videos, you could add a video to um, a resource that you then download and print, and that will include the video as a QR code. So you can just hover your phone over the QR code and see that video, um, see the sign being produced so that you can use it accurately. That's amazing. I'd heard it that is there amazing. Was a, I'd heard rumors <laughs> about all of this, but that sounds so great. <laughs> it is. It, look, it will be great. We've been um, working on it for a very long time. We're very excited that we're at the point where it is about to launch. So um, I encourage everybody to keep a lookout for that. That will be available through our website, um, through a subscription service. Wonderful. We'll make sure that there are some links in the show notes to um, to the website and uh, the resources page as well, so people can find them really easily. Fantastic. Thank you, Nadia. Do you have a take-home message for people today? I think I just want to, you know, plug again the importance of incorporating keyword sign in a multimodal approach. Um, it's such an well. incredibly useful tool. So many people have got so much benefit from it, and I think it needs a much bigger, wider, broader profile. You know, do learn keyword sign if you if you don't know it already, particularly if you're a speech pathologist working in the NDIS space. I think it's essential part of your toolkit. Um, you can go to our website, have a look at the training tab, and there's a list of workshops, um, different dates offered by different people uh, available there, book into a workshop and you won't look back. It's it's a lovely tool. It's incredibly beneficial and it's heaps of fun to do. What an excellent note to leave that on. Thank you so much okay. for your time today, Livy. Thank you, Nadia. And make sure you tune in next time for our next conversation. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Please be sure to subscribe or follow the podcast and share it with your colleagues. You can also visit us at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au. Thanks for listening and bye for now.